Alright, let's go! All right, all right, all right, Tim. Tim, we got to stop. We got started right off the bat talking about that uh, Matt Remke and and um, Delorier, yeah, and Delorier, and they talked before the fight. Yeah, that was. I'd have to say that was probably the best fight this oh. year, if not the last four or five years. Well, that's that's, and and you can get it on what? You go to YouTube if you haven't seen it. Go on YouTube, yeah. Matt Rempe and uh, and uh, Nicholas. Imagine Deloria. a guy, guy six foot one, fighting a guy six foot seven, yeah, and wanting to fight him. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. They showed during the warm up that he was whispering in yeah. his ear, right? I, I just so can I ask you a question? That that all started with the warm up and the whole deal. Yeah. What was the funniest thing that you ever saw during a warm up? Let me see. Uh, oh, I you know uh, the best thing I ever saw was uh, Bob Kelly, Battleship Bob Kelly. Boy, he was tough. He used to tape his hand. But anyhow, you know, we were we had, we had a pretty good warm-up and everything. I don't know what I was watching the warm-up for. And the puck, we, we lost all our pucks that went off. Uh, the goalie must have. And he went down. This is a true story. He went down to the other team's end and got the pucks that were in the net. Yeah, I pushed the goalie out of the way. Did you That's see that, unbelievable. Tim? Holy Dinah, I couldn't believe I went down the other team's hand. Well, like, that just isn't done. Can you no, imagine if it, someone it, had did that? that? I never saw it before. I never saw it after. <laughs> and he just went down. and I don't. I think he even pushed the goalie and uh, took the pucks out. But but he was so big, and his arms are so long. I mean, he never lost a fight. Oh, well, yeah, Battleship Kelly. The funny thing is in that, that Delorier-Rempe fight that it looked like um, Rempe didn't have his tie down. Yeah, he put it like he got a, he got his shirt over his he's head. He's supposed to be a fighter, and he never had his tie down, mm-hmm. and the and the and the sweater was going over his head. That's an awful feeling when you have the sweater over your head. So I noticed the one guy. I don't know which one it was. His elbow pads were down around his wrist. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, you, you should get the elbow pads off. I tell you that 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 it was a great fight. Like, so when you you when you played, you fought a lot. Did you have tie downs? Yeah, I, I, uh, when I when I get through fighting, it wasn't it wasn't when, when I get hit, is that uh, my neck used to be pulled. You gotta say your neck was sore from the guys tugging yeah, on pulling, the sweater. Yeah, pulling, pulling, pulling the sweater. But I'll tell you, boy, when you, when you get into a fight with a guy and you hit the guy as hard as you can <laughs> and he smiles at you, you, I, it's an awful feeling. So on social media, there's a. Uh, there's a debate of who won the fight. Now, most people said Rempe because he mm. cut Delorier, but Delorier ended up on top of him at the yeah. end of the fight. So what is the deciding factor of who I, I would rather be on top. Well, Rempke played for the Seattle Thunderbirds. He was... Uh, yeah, uh, and he, he got the winning goal. Got the winning goal and the best fight and the winning goal. Can't beat that one. So you and Cindy came over and watched the Leafs and in uh, Colorado. So what'd you think of that? That was a good game. That was that that, that was playoff game. I just hope they keep playing like that in the playoffs. The um, refs were good. You mentioned that the refs were pretty good last night. The ref, the refs let them play. That's the big thing. The ref, the ref, whoever they were there last night. That well, could be you know that could be a Stanley Cup final preview. Boy, that know? was a beautiful that was a beautiful game. 
So the one thing you you noticed, Dad, that uh, you know a lot of people kind of in Toronto for some reason kind of dump on John Tavares, right? Yeah, Tavares got the winning face-off, and they scored. And he, he got the winning face-off when the guy got the penalty, too. Right. Anytime there's an important draw. He's the, he's the guy out there. He wins it. And it, and it's not like he kind of wins it. It's just like fired right bing, back Bing, bang, bing, zing, bing, bang, dang. So speaking of the least, Dad, we're, we got a question from a fan. So, Cindy, what's, what's the question? Well, it's from Leaf Forever. And uh, before uh, Joseph Wall was hurt, he was their number, number one, one yeah. yeah, number one goalie. So now Samsonov has been playing really well as of late, right? Yeah, yeah. And when Rawls ready to come back, does he automatically get into the number one starting position again? Like, well, what, he, what do you do? He, he's been playing in the minors. Well, he's in he's in he's in the he's in the AHL just to yeah. wait for some warm up games yeah, to to uh, get going and. Uh, it's going to be tough taking out that goalie last night. You but see then that? what do you do with Jones then, too, when he comes back? So well, Jones will be put on waivers, and he'll get picked up. Yeah, but do you do that, though? Because Well, you got to. You can't. Can't but get, if you, but you know, you, you wouldn't you want Jones like for a backup? Say a guy get, say those two guys get hurt, which they seem to well, do. Well, you have to, you have to lose somebody. So when like that happened with Cheevers, Cheevers was he he hurt his knee for a bit, and then Jilly went in net and and was playing for a while, and of course he played pretty good. And when Cheevers came back, you just you put Cheevers right back in. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's why Jilly didn't like me. Well, there was many reasons Jilly didn't like you. Well, there was many reasons. <laughs> and and uh, that would be a good one. That, that would be good. Yeah. Well, I remember, I, I forget where we were, Hawaii, I think, or somewhere, and uh, there was Jilly down there. And I said, yeah, and Rose says, there's your goaltender. Boy, he, he was beautiful. He was he was good looking. I said, yeah, he changed all his equipment. And I said, well, watch how he plays. And boy, did he. Yeah, first that makes year. a big difference, right? When you saw he started the season with brand new equipment, brand that new really equipment. affected you. Yeah, and get Because the year before, he went to the finals. Yeah. Yeah, why would he change the equipment? Well, well money. life would think that probably he got a prom- uh, money. an endorsement, right? Endorsement new- and the whole deal. I think it was CCM, and he went to Langs. They were easy to wear, but they didn't. They didn't stop pucks. And uh, you blame the equipment. No, uh, well, I, yeah, I did. I did blame the equipment. I was in my mind. Yeah. No, I remember you always commenting on his mask. You didn't like his mask because in his mouth area he had a little bit of a smile. Yeah. And you go when he lets in a goal, and I look down at that mask and see that smile. <laughs> I remember you said that one time, but. It, did I, I digress. Well, I didn't like it. I didn't like what do you set a record, Tim? Yeah, 17. seventeen consecutive wins. Still, still a record today, which is absolutely amazing. Nobody but, talks about it. No, it's such a great like, not consecutive wins where he played seventeen games in a row or won, but yeah. the seventeen he's in his seventeen straight starts that he played, he won. Yeah. It's still still a record. You think of Hasek, and you think of Juan, and you think of Brodeur, and you think yeah. of all those goalies, and none of them have won seventeen straight. No, nope. and, and as you said, Dad, they weren't the. If you were and going, I give him all the hard, hard like if you like, were due for a loss. No, I hear, yeah, if we, we were due for a loss, if we won two out of three, and the third one was like in, in Boston, and we were playing Canadians or something, I'd play him <laughs> because I figured we were going. Well, I didn't figure we were going to lose. I should say that, but. Uh, yeah, but getting you just you know with the lease with with Keith. I mean, he's he's got to be a little worried, eh? Like yeah. you, because you could. It looks like that Samsonov. You could screw up 
pretty easily. Yeah. And, you know, if you pull him out and you pull Wall in, and Wall does a couple of stinkers, then, we'll, like, what do you do? That's why he gets the big buck. Yeah. I said, it's funny, like, all the assistant coaches are all around him and doing all that, but once that decision's got to be made, I'm sure he's all <laughs> by himself, right? Yeah, and he's- so last night we were flicking back and forth between the Leaf game and the Vancouver-Boston. How about uh, Boston being up 2 nothing and Vancouver coming back and beating them right in Boston? I didn't think they'd beat him. And it went to overtime, and they had Boston had too many men on the ice. So let me ask you, whose fault was it? Was it Marchant just kind of sauntering back to the boards or the guy that jumped on the ice when he was 20 he was feet? coming back awful slow. Yeah, the but bench. the other guy, was, he was 20 feet from the bench when the guy jumped on the ice. No, but he figured it, it's, I, I could see it getting a little bit more, a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. That was... That, I would have to blame Mark on, on that one. I mean, he, he was... Yeah, Marshawn, he, he did kind of like saunter to the bench. <laughs> he was... When the guy jumped on, he was at least 14 feet. And, you know, you know, you don't mind a little bit. But when you get 14 feet, that's And who little... did they put the camera on? Yeah, Montgomery. He's just kind of sitting there like <laughs> it was his fault. The old yeah. story. And, and who did they put the camera on? They put the camera on the on the coach. Of course. Because it's his fault. Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah, sure. you, didn't look, you didn't look too happy. He didn't look too happy. Never said a word. They're 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 struggling right now, the Bruins. There's no- well, here, here's the thing that you and I and Cindy were talking about, that it's kind of good. Like, if you're rooting for the Bruins, this is when you kind of want them to go into a slump. Well, Like, not in three more weeks. Well, I, I just hope it doesn't continue, that's all. Right, you'd want to get him out. And it's like, like I'm I'm not knocking Matthews. I'm a Leaf fan, and I picked Matthews as the MVP. But everything he touches is going yeah. into the net. Yeah. And my concern is, and there's he's getting a lot of good bounces. Yeah. My concern is if that all dries up in April. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hockey change. When you want to watch hockey and you watch the playoffs, that's hockey. Dad and Cindy, we'd like to thank our sponsors, North Star Bets. It used to be spreads.ca, but now it's northstarbets.com. It's still Canadian-owned. It's still one of the best places to play in Canada. They have everything you're looking for from slots, live dealers, live tables, sports books with built-in betting insight and analysis. We picked uh, Vegas last night, and they should have won, I think, in overtime a couple oh, of yeah. times. The guy's walking in cold turkey. Cold eh? turkey. Cold turkey. <laughs> I, not that I'm cheering against Ottawa, but I... They do have an exclusive offer for our listeners. If you sign up and deposit with the promo cherry, NorthstarBets.com will match your first bet up to 100 bucks, and you get 100 bonus spins on the big wheel. It's a limited offer while quantities last, and it's not available in Ontario. But um, Okay, Dad, this is from Russ. His also name is Muscle Hearts from Facebook. And do you think that David Pasternak has a chance to pass Johnny Busick and become the Boston Bruins' all-time goal-scoring leader? And he really enjoys the podcast, and he misses you on, well, should we say, Coach's Corner. Busick had 1,000, I wrote this down, by the way. Busick had 1,339 points, and Pasternak has 692. I remember, I remember Harry Sinden saying it to me, John's, John's had it. He's still going to get 20 goals. I'd get rid of John Busick. Yeah, he wanted you to bench him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not bitching him. So Busick's played and he hurt his back. L- his back lucky yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah. So Busick played uh, 1,436 games, and Pasternak's played 643. So 
No, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll ever. Yeah, look, you know, if guy gets hurt, right? You never know. But well, you know, anyhow, and Pasternak kind of plays a bit of a tough game. Like he doesn't play. He, no, he doesn't play an easy game. He plays a tough game. You're right, Tim. Like he goes in the corner, and you see him getting yeah. knocked around a lot. But no, he, he he doesn't play the soft game. That's for sure. The funny thing I remember is you saying was that uh, you were going to the you know, the team wanted you to say first how, how how are they oh, during practice how they were going to do the power play, and you said uh, Busick, you take care of it, and that's okay. that's a real sign of a secure guy that you say what am I going to tell these guys how to do the power play and all this? I'm going to tell John Busick how to run the power play. Yeah, I think you know what I just thought that was that was very well, uh, secure of you. Well, thanks. Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad, the next question is from John Crash, and he says, as the flower, so that's Marc-Andre Fleury, continues to climb up the wins list, who do you think was the best goalie to play in the NHL? Well, first of all, P.S., re- wait a minute, he goes, one of my favorite bars back in the day was Don Cherry's Grapevine in the Hammer, that's Hamilton, was on Maine and Walnut, Yep, and is now a Dollarama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that bar. <laughs> yeah. So... He wants to know who do you think was the best goalie. And I wrote this down, by the way. Mark Andre Fleury has 552 wins. Only Martin Bedour has 691. Now I wrote the, the I wrote all this down. I thought it, I thought it was interesting. Bedour has 691. Fleury has 552. Roy has, you know, you know Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy. We're doing. <laughs> Uh, Longo has 489, Belfer has 484, Lundquist has 459, Joseph has 454, Sawchuk has four. Best goalie I ever saw though was Sawchuk, and he and he's at the bottom of the list. Well, you, those are what's the top ten. Yeah, they're the top ten. Anyhow, I don't think he'll ever. Get, I don't think he'll ever catch. Uh, Unless he play, but he never gets hurt, eh? Yeah, he just keeps playing. Flurry don't. So you think you the best goalie you think you've seen play, and you've seen them all. It was Sawchuk. Yeah, Sawchuk was the best. I remember, I re, well, I was in the American League, and I was and I'm watching it, and I guess when he got he really got hammered, and he let a slap shot go by Bobby Hull, yeah. and it hit him on his shoulder, and he was he was out. And Hall was supposed to skate by him and say, "You better stay down, uh, Terry. There's more, more shots coming like that." And I read his book. He says, "Yeah, I'll show you." And he got up and he just played unbelievable. Man, you know that like the top ten list. You know, who I was really surprised was on the top ten list and today was Tony Esposito. He thought of every way to cheat. Didn't every- he? Ha- he had. He actually had a net sewn between his legs, so when he would kind of do a split. Got there would look. be like a little net would drop out. Wow! Yes. <laughs> oh, he he had everything going for him, and he he knew how to cheat. Is, now, isn't there a rule about the snow around the pipes? Yeah, oh. that was that, that was, was him because yeah. of him. No, yeah. the referees go up, and knock it out, knock it out. Yeah, but, but he knew every way to cheat. Tony Esposito, boy, he and he was a good goaltender. And well, I know that. I don't so, care. So yeah, just go your first year. You played Chicago. Best two out of three. Isn't that the worst thing you've That's ever fast. heard? Is two out of three. That's the only way we could get beat. I remember we won the first game eight two or something like that, and they had in the paper. He's finished. He's done. He's he's finished. He's done. He'd never get back. I said, oh boy, and he he could. 
couldn't Good, put so, it Yeah, and, and he, he stoned us and it went into overtime, and, and Ivan Bolderev scored the winner. Yeah, and, and uh, I remember... I remember when you saw the headlines that Tony O was finished after their first game. I remember you saying, if this goes three games, look out for Tony in that third. And you were right. Okay, Dad, so we got another question. Jets blue and white. So you know he's a Winnipeg fan. He says, hey, Grapes, I've been a true blue Jets fan forever. But right now, the only team that has drawn less fans, so averaging less fans per yeah, game, yeah. are the Coyotes, which you only have 5,000 people. You only have five, and they give half of them away. So uh, should Winnipeg be worried about losing the team? And then we looked into it, and in the top, in the top seven drawing teams, four Canadians. So Montreal has the top average game yeah, attendance. Yeah, 19,000. 19,000. Then it's the Oilers. Isn't that right? And eh? the Edmonton. Then it's Tampa, Detroit Red Wings, then Vancouver, yeah. and then the bunch of jerks, Hurricanes, and then the Leafs. So they're the top, they're the top well, average pretendants. Now the worst is Arizona and then Winnipeg, Sharks and Sabres. Well, Winnipeg, you know, the people I think there are just ticked off. They just, I know, I know it, uh, it, it's expense and all that stuff. The tickets are, are expensive. Manitoba's having a little tough time right now. No, it's uh, to me that uh, the people have just turned off. So should they be worried? Yeah, they should be worried. Of course they would be worried. But when they get in the playoffs come, they'll be back. They'll be back there. So, Dad, I was surfing the net and I came across an article and the Tucson Roadrunners, who are in the American yeah, Hockey League, yeah. they have a coach named Steve Potvin, and he was quoted in the article saying, Don Cherry said something to me years ago when I was a kid, and I don't know why, but it resonated with me that every coach should go through every level of coaching, whether it be minor hockey, junior, minor pros, or pros. He said, Grape says you don't understand the full extent of being a coach until you've gone through all those experiences. And he says, when you look at my path... I can maybe understand or appreciate how each level helped me develop with my next level. So you coached high school hockey, yeah. right? You coached junior A. You coached in the <laughs> American Hockey well. Yeah, you coached in the American Hockey League. You coached in the National Hockey League. And you coached twice internationally. So you've pretty much run the gamut. Yeah, I ran the gamut. When I when they put the coaches on on TV, I, I know exactly what's going through their mind. Oh, geez. I hate to say what they say when something happens bad. New me. And and everybody says it. Like like when a guy gets a penalty and it's last minute or something like that. Uh, and, and But you gets, you I remember you saying and you told mom and Cindy and I this much that you were you felt as much pressure and were into the game in high school as you were with the Bruins. When we lost to Aquinas, and I and I, I, this is the tr- this is the God's truth, I I was so ticked off that we lost that that, that uh, for the championship game. I could hardly wait to I could hardly wait to get at that guy again, and he retired. <laughs> but anyhow, the pressure is the same as it is. When you when you coach junior hockey or you coach international hockey, whatever it is, you, the pressure is the same, and you just feel your whole you're into the game. If you're a good coach, you know the hardest one to coach there is the American Hockey League. You know why? Because you got guys going up and you got guys coming down, and you have to motivate them both of them. You have to be a pretty good coach. Then I remember the first time I with the Boston Bruins. 
I did the stupidest thing that I would never do again. I, I had them watch the last game of the season. Why I did that? Oh, the, the, the finals. When yeah, they the lost finals. And when, the they lost, when they lost over. I showed that game. Why? Why would I do so stupid thing like that? You think about it, Dad, how you had to walk into a situation where the Bruins went to the finals yeah. and they lost, what, in six games? I think yeah. it was six games to Philly. And then you had to go in and coach them the next year. I mean, yeah. the only and way you could go was win the Stanley Cup. That's it. Well, you could, you could have had the Peter Puck coach that team. I didn't do anything. I just went along with it. Dad, I can remember after that season, and you lost, you know, that three out of that uh, round of uh, best out of three. And we had a, and Harry and I had a meeting in a Chinese place. And I remember him saying, I don't know what you do. You better win next year. You better win next year. If you don't win next year, not only will you get fired, I'll get fired. But I remember listening to that all summer long while you were washing your car and cleaning your car was you were playing The Who saying, you won't get fooled again. And there's a line at the end, he said, same as the old boss. But I thought, well, you are not going to be the same boss that you were last season. I reverted right back to my old Rochester days. And I said, if I'm going out, I'm going out the way I know. And boy, I did.